Well, here we are, matey. Here we are again. Good evening, Barry. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us for yet another... Um, I was—I don't know if you'd call it an episode, because when I think of episodes, I kind of think of more of the, the uh, kind of more of a, a TV show or something. But you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> episode series. A series, yes, uh, yes. Series. I mean. Series 13. <laughs> yes, we're almost halfway through the, what we would call, <clears throat> what we, we break up our season, right, into into two parts, right? September yeah. to December, then January to June. So, yeah, we're we're getting to that halfway mark again. And uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, as always, for, for joining us. You're just stars. Uh, you're just uh, so very kind that uh, you would, would join us once again. So what's new yeah. and exciting in your world? Oh, more of the same. <laughs> yeah, been quite quiet. I mean, since Poland a few weeks ago, and then no more traveling till January. So it's nice being around home and, you know, getting a few jobs done and getting starting to think about Christmas. Yes. Starting. Yes. Don't, you know, get too excited. <laughs> Do you have your lights up and everything, your decorations? Not yet. No, no, no. That will be the week before Christmas. <laughs> Ours are all up, so. Ah, oh, very well. You have Thanksgiving, don't you? Which kind of? Well, we don't have uh, our Thanksgiving yeah, you, is in October, but it's the American know, Thanksgiving. You celebrate Christmas. You celebrate American. We do because we have American uh, family and yeah. and friends, of course, and so. And I any chance to eat a turkey is 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 good for me. Got to be good news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what about you, Mehdi? Yeah, well, we're we're doing well here, and you know we're uh, kind of. I'm trying to keep myself out of trouble, but you know sometimes that uh, that's hard Challenge, to do. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, one one thing I do want to mention just before I forget, because uh, I I could we next week uh, we're having a special guest. To, he'll be coming on. His name is Brent Locker. He's a new friend of mine, and I I met him through a mutual friend. Uh, Bill Boone and um, he he um, he's this is his his book I think he's got one book out maybe he's got two but it's uh, called Always Loved and I love I'm sure you won't be able to read the um, the subtitle says you are God's treasure not his project so mm -hmm. uh, he he's got a, rev a powerful revelation of the Father Heart of God and uh, yeah I I actually met him by him interviewing me on his podcast. And so <laughs> I thought, well, it'd be great to have him on. So uh, he'll be coming. He, he lives in California. And uh, yeah, so just to let you know that that's coming next week. And then we'll have one more week, right? And uh, I think Mark's going to be bringing uh, his Santa hat. Uh, no, 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 no. I thought it was you bringing yours. And <laughs> with the lights on. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a Christmas party on December. I guess that's December the 14th. And then we'll. December we'll, 14th. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll yeah. take a Christmas break and then we'll be back, Lord willing, in, in January. So uh, before yeah. we go too far, because uh, um, I've got a, a new sound system, can I, we get some feedback pardon the pun we hopefully you're not getting feedback but feedback. <laughs> if you could give us some some are is the audio sounding okay are the levels okay uh for both mark and i um yeah. if, if you have any any kind of um anything that's good bad and even just thumbs up that would be great we're we're trying to sort things out so 
And, uh, yeah, so just feel free to put that in the chat. And, you know, and I've got, you know, mission control here. I'll try to <laughs> make adjustments. Uh, okay, Hillary says oh, the audio is yes. great. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, as, as some of you who may know, I, I, I was totally oblivious. But something happened to my audio where I, I don't know if I was sounding like a robot or something, but static and all kinds of crazy things that I'm praying and uh, oblivious that it was sounding horrendous and Mark was being very gracious to it all. But hopefully <laughs> that we won't have that issue again. We seem to have cracked that one, don't we, between yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, these technical problems, they get in the way. Yeah, sometimes. And and you know what? It, 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 just the miracle. I still, this never gets old that we are, uh, to get Mark and I are, are like, We've been doing this for you know twelve and a half years. It's like we're having, uh, we're sitting in the in a living room every week visiting. You know, Mark being in, yeah. in Great Britain and me being in Canada, and of course you guys are where you are around the world as well. So, uh, yeah. So if there are little you know bumps in the road with technical stuff, you know, I mean even even this afternoon we're we're expected expecting very high winds, and uh, there is a chance that we could lose power to our house. If the winds get too bad, so if I just kind of blank out, it's may, it's maybe because the winds got a little bit lively, but we'll trust that that doesn't happen. Yeah, we were talking before we started about what what this looked like twelve and a half years ago, yeah. and just the, the change in technology has been amazing. And yeah. um, I remember the first one, first few we did it, we we had a very pixelated image, the sound was not great, and we kind of struggled manly through and <laughs> um but now it's it's looking good yes yes i mean uh, and and god bless all our friends who have been hanging on i think of you know uh you know uh, just the hammonds and and just how they've hung in through thick and thin yeah, all, all these years you know through all that pixelation and everything else so, i mean true friends <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so yeah. so what are we talking about today well, um, learning to live with a childlike heart. Yeah. And, and most of you will know this is this is Barry's life story. Mm. Um, and this is him. So I will be taking the back seat in today's discussion. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, one of the things that, uh, you know, that I said to Mark that uh, <clears throat> like is because we both are we, we both have like hearts with this. And, and uh, but the way that Mark expresses uh, a lot of the things that uh, you know that we both share is to me is really really important. So I'm going to be tugging on Mark to 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 uh, share that as well. But what we thought we would do is is um, you know of course talk about. I mean, there's no question theologically this is the very very foundational in in what in how Jesus said uh, how we were are to to receive the kingdom. But um, you know I think we wanted to um, as well. Uh, be able to even share from our own life stories how mm-hmm. how does it practically um, kind of find expression in our day to day lives in a way that is very helpful to us so I think you know that's what I'm hoping that you know uh, our conversation will kind of unpack as well so it, it's very practical not not something that's ethereal or you know theological or out there somewhere where we can't actually have boots on the ground just really, really practical. But would you, uh, my brother, just open in prayer <clears throat> before we start? Would sure. you mind? Yeah, yeah that would be good. That's fine. 
Yeah, Father, thank you once again for your presence with us. Thank you for the joy of knowing you. Thank you for the joy of being your children. Yeah. And Father, thank you that your son Jesus showed us the way. Yeah. The way to you, but showed us the way to have a childlike heart. Yeah. That he said these things have been hidden from the wise and learned and revealed to little children. Yeah. And that meant he had a childlike heart because all those things have been revealed to him. He lived in them. He walked in them. And so, Father, just help us to grow in all of that. Grow in that revelation. Grow in that journey of sonship as mm. as little children. Yeah. And, Father, I just want to pray too for our friend Amy, who's on the webcast this evening. Just seen her comment. Uh, Father, we just pray you'd be with her, your presence would be with her in yeah. these difficult days, these difficult health issues, that she would know the nearness of your presence. She would yeah. know that she's surrounded by your love. She would yeah. know that your love is being poured into her heart. Yeah. And Father, in this, this challenging time, give her peace, give the doctors wisdom. Yeah. And Father, we just pray for healing and yes. restoration for her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen for that. Amy, we're, we love you and we're, we're, uh, we're with you on it. And we will be praying for you as you walk through this, uh, this next chapter. So, um, <clears throat> one of the things that <clears throat> when I think of Jack Winter, and Jack, of course, is a, for those who have maybe even just heard of him or some of you might have had the, 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 the honor of meeting him and uh, you know we we knew Jack for the last few years of his life but um, you know and of course he is the one that in a sense I really feel this revelation of the childlike heart um, at least exposed to me was really um, apparent with Jack you know he used to describe himself as a, just a little boy with a big dad and uh, yeah I just uh, yeah I feel that you know he you know, even though he could probably preach a ten thousand different sermons, you know, he he had such a a history in ministry that you know when he described himself, he was happy just to just to be little. And um, mm-hmm. and he used to say, you know, we're three year olds teaching two year olds. So um, you know, as far as you know, I'm comfortable with that. You know, I <laughs> I really am. You know, and of course, <clears throat> I think you know when we talk about a childlike heart. It's not being childish in that sense. It's not about um, being foolish for foolish sake or irresponsible for irresponsible sake. It's it's about coming into the same union as as uh, as Jesus enjoys with his Father, where he is he is a much loved son. And in that, you know, the more that we are able to just understand our beautiful union with Jesus, I think we can enter into that place of of complete dependence and just like the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge of good and evil but one of the things and I've got a slide here and I just want to put it on and just um, for you guys just to see this Um, and I I I think you can recognize (laughs) I think you can recognize these little guys Um, um, you know I know that Jack talked about it James Jordan talked about it how, how our life is is like growth rings in a tree, right? In essence, you know, I'm 62 years of age now, and in essence, there's 
62 growth rings in my life and and, in the same with whatever age you are and it just I truly believe when the the father pours his love into our hearts um, oftentimes you know when enduring ministry and certainly for me personally but I've observed it for many people that when the love of God comes that it actually touches them in a a place where they, they might have an emotional encounter where they feel like that little child that just needed needing to be loved, and that was even when Jack Winter prayed for me. He, his question was, Barry, can you be a little boy that needs to be loved? And uh, so, you know, these pictures of of, of Mark and I when we were little, uh, I truly believe uh, these little guys are alive and well. And they are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I just, I just, I, for me, it really helps me to. Kind of put form to like what does that look like? Well, take a look at this little guy, uh, and I see Mark with his 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 nice proper haircut, and uh, yeah, I mean he's there, he's there as well. So I think I probably had we, a tie on underneath that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You know you might have had the the bent for accounting back then. You know it just. Uh, oh, but I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel, Mark, when you think of when you look at this picture of you when you were little and and how that relates to where where you are today? Yeah, I'm, I only really rediscovered that picture a short while ago, actually, um, because we were going through the whole family archive, and my mum pulled out all the photo albums, and we went through them all, and oh gosh, yes, that was me. Um, and uh, my, I, I guess my journey. See, I look at that, when, no, not now, but a few years ago, I could look at that photograph and I would have no memory of that season of my life. Mm. Um, many of you who are watching will know that my, my dad died when I was um, 10. And, you know, quite suddenly in a car accident. And I realized a few years ago, I actually had very, very few memories of my childhood. Um, before the age of 10 and so I just started to ask father to bring those memories back because um, that's, that's, that's part of me that's part of my life you know yeah. and and I have to say that over the past few years there have been a lot of memories restored yeah. um, you know things that I I don't know lost or blocked out or whatever but um yeah, so for me, I I guess part of this journey with Father is just seeing photographs like that and realizing there's like a lot of my life I have no recollection, memories of, mm-hmm. you know, just the good times, the family times, the fun times, they just weren't in the memory bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're coming back into the memory bank um, as, you know, as I journey with Father. So, um, yeah, that that little guy's alive and well. Um, he's probably more alive and well. Than I think. Um, does that kind of fill in a little bit for you? Oh yeah, Harry? for sure. I mean, yeah. I I think you know one of the things that I've encouraged people to do um, <clears throat> because oftentimes, like what you've even shared, is that um, that there can be a disconnect. When we yeah. were little, right? And and of course, if if there are people who 
who have had you know difficult childhoods you know that they want that they want to get out of that childhood uh, situation as fast as possible often right because when yeah. we're little we're weak we're helpless uh every adult is a giant our parents are like god to us uh, they can be scary if they're angry, um, and so oftentimes we try to distance ourselves from that. Uh, yes. Little boy, little girl, and of course, uh, a mutual friend of Mark and I, also named Mark, uh, a doctor who specializes in addiction medicine. He he talks about how so much of the uh, addiction problems of adulthood find their roots in childhood trauma. And yeah. so I think that's often, you know, we try to distance ourselves, try to be independent and self-sufficient and, and just, you know, how is it working for us? Right. And and so I think what one of the things that my experience is with the father's love is that when when his love comes and in that love starts to touch every growth ring in in my life, you know, and he mm-hmm. you know, loves the one year old and the four year old and the, you know, the 62 year old. It it just starts to permission me to kind of return to the origins of because I, I I believe that divine spark that happened when uh, you know our biological mother and father the the sperm and the yeah. egg came together I believe that the father had a dream for each one of us that yeah. from before the foundation of the earth and you know he entrusted our care to our parents and of course it's not about blaming our parents because they were little ones as well. But I, I believe that the older we get, the more that we, uh, it's like we don't learn to trust, we learn to mistrust. You know, we don't learn to to yeah. have a create, creative imagination, We that gets shut down. And I, yes. I believe that, you know, and certainly in my own journey, that um, I, you know, because I, like, like uh, and I don't know how you were, Mark, when you were that little guy. But for me, even at this age here, uh, and I, I don't know how old I was there, I never really felt the freedom to be a little kid. Like I was, I felt like I was carrying responsibility uh, on my shoulders, trying to make my parents happy, trying to, especially my dad, yeah. you know, trying to achieve. And uh, and so I, in essence, I didn't feel like I really had that freedom to explore what it meant. Yeah. See, I, I think I, at that age, I did have the freedom. Yeah. I had the childlike simplicity, the joy of being a kid. Um, it was later, it was when I was 10, um, after my dad had died, um, just after the day of his funeral and after his funeral, my, my granddad, I mean, with all the, I really believe the right motive and the right heart. You know, my granddad got me in front of all of the family, 10-year-old boy, and he said, Mark, you're the man of the family. Wow. You know, so from 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 the age of 10, I felt responsible. So my, my burden-carrying phase, wow. my responsibility stage came at the age of 10. Whereas before that, you know, I know that I enjoyed messing around, being a kid, having a lot of fun, not worrying about stuff, you know, um, just being a child. Mm. Um, but it, it all changed um, when I was 10 years old. Right. Well, but in 10, you're, I mean, a 10-year-old to carry that responsibility is, it's it's quite a bit. Yeah, I, I did it well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was only, it was only, um, well, it was, it was about nine years ago. 
um, that I really realized that's what I'd been doing. Mm. And it was one of those moments um, I was going through the Restoring the Foundations program and the, the people I was doing it with, lovely couple, they said to me, Mark, why do you always say it's your fault? Mm. <laughs> and I said, do I? And they said, yeah, yeah, you're always saying it's your fault. And I said, well, that obviously is, you know. Mm. And they helped me see where that had come from. And, you know, the Holy Spirit showed me that it came from that day when I was 10. Mm. So, you know, nine years ago, I really felt like I got free from that. And that was a big thing, actually, on this whole journey for me. Um, to get free of that responsibility mm. because yeah you, you know you're a dad you're a grandpa you're a husband you got a resp- I had a responsible job at the time I was running my own business you know sure there's a lot of responsibility <laughs> mm. but uh, and and you know we, we obviously carry that responsibility as individuals but I learned just you know nine years ago that 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 responsibility was actually something my father wanted to carry my my heavenly father and yeah i had a responsible job but you know he would help me carry that burden he would help me deal with staff he would help me deal with clients you know in the family i think things change you think oh yeah this is i'm not on my i think the the thing is you, you still have responsible jobs family and so on but you're not on your own yeah and beforehand, I felt like I was on my own. Mm. And I think for me, that was the, that was kind of the, the biggest transformation of this whole journey, learning to have a childlike heart was, mm. yeah, I've got a responsible job, I've got responsibilities, but I'm not on my own. Right, right. And I know someone now <laughs> who will help me carry those responsibilities and actually not only help me carry them, but actually carry the weight of them right you know and i could latterly in the last few years i could go to work and yeah i i had 10 staff 200 clients and all the rest of it and i could go in not without a care in the world (laughs) but i could go in with a much lighter spirit because i knew that i didn't have to do this on my own yeah no and I, i i certainly can identify with the the, in the a sense of the responsibility, because um, I think, you know, even in even in our Christian walk, right? When you think about uh, what mm. we think that we should be responsible for, right? And in in the sense, the pressure we put on ourselves to be good Christians, and mm-hmm. and of course, when you think about the Great Commission, right? I mean, no pressure, but go into all the world yeah. and preach the gospel. <laughs> I mean, it, it it can put a lot of pressure on us just to try to live a Christian life. And I think, you know, when, when we realize, you know, and of course for me it was, uh, and I I think it's a continuum that I'm on. I revisit things over and over again, but just the, you know, first Peter five, seven, where, where God says, you know, or Peter says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And, you know, I always think that um, I'm always needing to be reminded of that because like you yeah. in that sense for different reasons but you know i i have always felt um to to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders like i can find yeah. that i'm respond uh, you know i have to manage this and and you know with that kind of personality and i'm, I'm sure 
you know, you discovered this too in life that, you know, work starts to get attracted to you, right? Whether it's yeah. in church yeah. or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a hard worker, you're responsible, you're, you know, and so then all of a sudden your backpack gets full. And, yeah. um, and I, I think one of the things that it, it, it seems kind of almost like an oxymoron, I think, to, to be able to think about being carefree and having the weight of the world on the shoulders. Out, uh, you know, off, off our shoulders onto God, but then yeah. be able to, when we realize that He's the one carrying us, then to have vision that is beyond anything that we could do in our natural yeah. strength, because we Absolutely. know that you know we're working with our dad and and our big brother, and and I think you know that's where I know for me, and of course I, I've shared this before, but with the Father's love letter and having a mission to to see it delivered to every person on the planet, you know. Uh, yeah. When I started carrying that, the burden of that, and and like like because people would ask you, well, how's that going to happen? And sure. I don't know. You know, it was just my wife and I at our house, and you know, we had you know we couldn't walk in the basement because of all the father's love letter, uh, yeah. printed uh, tracks and CDs and DVDs and all everything else. But uh, like to be able to when I started to carry the weight of that, it was like it, I just started to short circuit. And and I honestly, you just you talk to my wife Anne, you know she she'll back me up on this. Oftentimes I'd have to speak to myself. I'm just little. Yeah. I'm just a little boy. I I this is too big for me. And yeah. so you know I you know I think you know with all of us you know the we all have kind of like I I think of the, them as being big rocks in our backpack. You know, and maybe it could be family. It could maybe it could be our health, or maybe it could be the future, or our finances, or retirement, or everything else yeah. that's going on in the world. But you know, like when he, I, I just feel like he really does. Papa wants to encourage us to take every one of those boulders yeah. out of our backpack and just cast it, throw it, because they cast every care is throwing every care yeah. on, onto his big strong shoulders because he cares because he cares for us. Yeah, yeah, I. I I think that's that's absolutely right. You know that he does care for us, and we can cast our burdens on him. Yeah. But I began to see that, as well as casting our cares on him, there's something bigger that he wants to do for us. And you kind of mentioned it, Barry. You know, in um, you know, we we often think that we've got this backpack on our on our on our shoulders and it's a heavy weight and we just want to take this backpack off and give it to him and he loves to do that he loves to carry our burdens but in in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 29 to 31 it says you know Moses is telling the Israelites their story and he says don't be af- don't be terrified don't be afraid the Lord your God who is going before you He will fight for you as he did in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you like a father carries a child. And then it says all the way. He carries you all the way. And for me, that's kind of like just that step further Mm. than casting our burdens on him, giving him our backpack. Yeah. yeah, he loves to do. He loves to take your backpack. <laughs> he, he'll take your backpack. He'll take the boulders out of it. You know, as you as you give them to him one by one, he will do that. But I think the bigger thing he wants to do for us is to actually carry us. Wow. Uh, as a father carries a child, and 
you know, if you just think about that picture for a moment, it really, you know, I, I, my, my kids are grown up. <laughs> I can't carry them anymore. Mm. But I can carry my grand, my grandkids. Yeah. You know, I can carry a little child. And that just puts it all in perspective, you know. Um, it's that childlike heart that says, oh, I'm just little, yeah. but I've got a big dad. And one of the, I think in a way, um, again on this journey, um, you know, I think I started off by saying, and I still say it, you know, I can't do that. You know, it's like some things are too big and I think I can't do that. And so I say, Father, I can't do this. This is too big. And I give it to you. And like with the, the week-long encounters we do in the schools and the conferences, you know, I, I, I used to get really exhausted doing those, you know, ministry all day, talking to people all day, you know, traveling. And so I, it was very, I used to come home and I was wiped out. And then one day Father said, you know, hey, why don't you do it with me rather than me do it with you? You know, kind of the other way around. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do it with you, Father. <laughs> and when that change came, because, you know, it, you know, when that change, and, and I started doing it with him yeah. rather than him coming along with me, it made a huge difference. Mm. And it was no longer, like, so exhausting. It was like, yeah. ah, there's freedom, there's joy, there's rest yeah. in this. And, you know, that's a very clear example. You know, I can't do this. I can't mm. do this. But now the other thing I find myself saying, Barry, is I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I'll give you a very practical example. Um, the other day, somebody I vaguely know asked me for some help with their business. Mm. Now, I could have done it standing on my head with my eyes closed. <laughs> it, it wasn't, well, it could have become a huge job. Um, but it wasn't difficult and it on the face of it it didn't seem a big job and it wouldn't have taken a lot of time mm. but I just said to Father is, Father is this something you you want me to do yeah and he said no and I just didn't have that peace about it mm. so I thought okay I'm not going to do it now that wasn't the case of I can't do it yeah but that was a case of yeah I don't want to do that yeah because it's not been given to me mm. and I, I love that verse in John three twenty seven, um, where I think it's I can't remember if it's Jesus talking or John talking. I think it's Jesus talking. So it's John three twenty seven anyway, yeah. and I think it's Jesus. And he says, "A man can only do what has been given to him from heaven." And I think that for me that is becoming um, that's becoming my benchmark. <laughs> mm. You know, has this been given to me? from heaven yeah. because if it has I'll do it see uh, I can do a lot of things that haven't been given to me from heaven but yeah. they don't have any peace in them and they, they're hard work but that's becoming my benchmark a man can only do what has been given to him from heaven and that's the question I ask more and more and like on that practical example just about this guy's business I ask that question about practical things as well as what we might call spiritual yeah. things <laughs> it's the same you know it's the same question it's like with families with finances with with our programs whatever we're doing father is this coming to me from heaven 
Because yeah. he doesn't draw the distinction like we do between spiritual stuff and other stuff. You know, it's it's, it's all the same to him. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, one of the, like, even that, that Bible verse where, uh, you know, a man only has what he's received from heaven, right? And, and yeah. it's just this idea of, it really speaks of dependence, right? In the yeah. sense, and what does that do for us? Does it make us frustrated because we want more than has been given to us or does it is it the best news ever and that i you know we don't have to boil the ocean you know you know we can just be in our little pond and be okay with that and 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 just even you know whether that's you know as i think it was um bob bob jones said whether you're you know having a nap or raising the dead you're loved the same and you know when we are able to come to a place in our life where we're we're okay with that sense of dependence, you know, because I always think of Romans eight fourteen that says those who are led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. these are the children of God, and so really the sign of, of sonship is posturing our hearts to simply be yeah. led, and that means then we're not leading, right? And so, and I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, I think little kids. And again, the, the nature of little kids, because of the humility that's in their hearts, and they know that they, they, they're weak and they're helpless and they need help and everything, that they're happy to be led. And yeah. and I think that's one of the attributes that when the more that we really believe that God is our dad, that he's caring, yeah. us, uh, that we have nothing to prove to anybody, that you know that's we hard. don't have to carry that burden that we can just, you know, and when we're being carried, I, I often think about how does... Papa carry us, right? I I think sometimes he, if we're hurting, he's holding us close to his his chest and he's rocking us back and forth. But I think sometimes when he wants us to vision with him, to dream with him, we're sitting yeah. on his shoulders, and and we're we have a vantage point of the kingdom like we could never have, you know, uh, just crawling around at his feet. And I think the more that we begin to realize that he really is our father and like fathers aren't looking to exploit their children a loving father loves his kids because you know just for the sake that they're his kids like we you know of course like you our ki- our our children are all grown up and you know our our son is a internet um, a, a, a national franchise marketing director like like do i love him in that capacity or or do i love him as my son now if he decided yeah. to do something else would my love change no he's my son but somehow you know oftentimes we have this idea i think of god that you know it's so connected our identity and self-worth is based on what we do that we somehow, you know, I'm a pastor or I'm a worship leader or I'm a deacon or an elder or whatever, we get that all messed up and we think somehow God relates to us through the function when in, in his heart, I think he just, he's just our dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a beautiful picture um, this afternoon of my son-in-law. Um, he was, they were decorating their Christmas tree. And of course, the boys were helping but it came to the the moment of putting the decoration on the the top of the tree Mm. and there was this beautiful photo of my son-in-law with my eldest grandson on his shoulders putting the decoration on the top and then the next picture was my son-in-law again but with my second eldest grandson on his shoulders putting another decoration on the top and I thought you know those boys will be totally convinced 
that they are the ones who decorated the tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Daddy was just there to lift them up to put the decorations on, you see. Exactly. But, you know, actually, I think if I asked my son-in-law, Rich, he would say he was the one <laughs> who done the tree. And that's, you know, that's just, that was just such a beautiful picture this afternoon of seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this, this journey into a childlike heart, it... And I don't know what you think, Barry, maybe you, you can add something in, but it it requires um it needs a response from us because at the beginning of matthew 18 and jesus says this you know quite regularly he says um unless you turn and become like little children you see most of us are going in in a direction (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Jesus says we have to turn now I heard somebody say once we have to turn through 360 degrees yeah. and I thought no we don't because <laughs> if you turn through 360 degrees you'll be going in the same direction as you were <laughs> exactly. so I said no you, we, we've got to turn 180 degrees yeah. and we've got to walk in the opposite direction Jesus says and unless you change and that word change is like conversion, it's turning, it's going, it, it's, it's literally going in the opposite direction. Unless you go in the opposite direction and become like little children, you can never enter the kingdom of God. And you see, Jesus says that a number of times through the Gospels. And I think, you know, sometimes you think we, we, we miss out on that word change, turning, mm-hmm. conversion. <laughs> And we're waiting for something to happen as we're on this journey. And actually, the Father's given us the instruction already. <laughs> he says, you've, you've just got to stop. <laughs> and you've got to turn around and go in the other mm-hmm. direction. And that does require a decision. It requires a choice. It's a choice. It requires a response. But the thing is, it's one of those decisions, I think, when we know the nature and the personality of our Father. It's like, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I? (laughs) You know, why do I want to keep going on my journey of striving and performance and, you know, trying to make it happen myself? Why do I want to carry on this pathway of exhaustion, you know, when I'm being offered the opportunity to turn around and walk in a different direction, a a way of peace and a way of rest? And, you know, maybe some of you you guys are, are asking the question, how does this happen? And simply, I would just say, stop. Mm. Just stop and say, Father, I want to turn around. I want to, I want to take those words of Jesus. I want to turn. I want to walk in the other direction. Will you help me Mm. to do that? Because a lot of us have grown up and we've been taught to be wise and learned. And Jesus says, No, 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 no. It's not like that. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven belongs to little children. And, you know, if you guys want to read more about this, get hold of Barry's book, you know, The Kingdom Belongs to Little Children, because that really does just show us this pathway. Yeah, I just, I'm just marinating on what you're saying. And, and I think, you know, when, when we talk about the, um, the turning, you know, in that passage mm. of Scripture, then the next 
verse or next line, Jesus says, "Whoever humbles himself, himself, yeah, yeah. like this little child, will be considered great in the kingdom." And and I, I think oftentimes when we think of humility, we think of a, a false humility. We think of some religious twisted idea of of self abasement, but. I believe it's just when we are able to embrace the beautiful humility of little kids who mm-hmm. just know that they're weak, but they, in, if they're in a loving environment, they know that they're loved, they know that they're safe, mm-hmm. they know they're secure, they, they have nothing to prove. And, and I think in that turning, if, you know, if we are able to ask the Father just for the yeah. grace and the and the way to not humiliate ourselves, but just embrace the childlike humility. I just think, uh, uh, to yeah. me, you know, I, I you know when like the when Jesus said, unless you become like a little child, you won't enter into the kingdom, right? How I always kind of imagine that is like the kingdom is like forever and ever and big and massive and continually mm-hmm. to expand. It's beyond uh, our our any ability to comprehend it. But the door yes. is really small. Not it's yeah. not small in the sense of being exclusive. It's just it's just the little us is the one that yeah. can just run right in there. But the big adult, the intellect, the the you know, trying yeah. to, to manage everything, I just think we just we don't fit <laughs> we just don't fit through it. I mean the father yeah. loves us and through it all, but I, I just believe there that there is um, like I truly believe the kingdom is hidden in plain sight all around yeah. us. And of course, we talk about our grandchildren, right? Yeah. And we see how the beautiful display of the kingdom in our in our grandchildren, right? And when you begin to see with every newborn baby in the world, the father is saying, take a look. There is something yeah. here for you to experience. And and so I think that's, you know, uh, you know and I think that's, kind of the the journey that we continue to be on and and you know yeah. and for you know we've all had you know good days and bad days and every day in between but like for me like even like in the most difficult of circumstances where we've been in with our mm-hmm. you know for instance with our daughter having cancer and in, in two and a half years of treatment like the only thing that actually got me through that and my wife too mm-hmm. is being little yeah. And just every day, just feeling the father's embrace and him carrying us and carrying our daughter and, and just seeing him work on our behalf. You know, it's not this this kind of thing that, um, you know, where nothing goes wrong in your life and you're insulated. It works. I really mm-hmm. believe, you know, in the mountaintops and in the valleys, when we just begin to experience yeah. the loving, fathering love that God has. And I, I believe, you know, and again, this is maybe... I'm I'm in my own little world and don't disturb me if I'm <laughs> if I'm in, in you know by the river denial uh but I I just believe that the there is so much the kingdom is so vast that the adult us the intellect can't grasp it but the little mm-hmm. us that is is not yet learned the ways of the world and lean to our own understanding I mean it's like I, that's why oftentimes you know you'll see a little space thing in the back that you know when I'm because if you talk about the universe and you talk about the trillions of galaxies and then the you know the the yeah. big the numbers that I can't even say I mean you probably could say the mark because you're an accountant but you know <laughs> quadrillion but like it's all these stars and in in yeah. solar systems and things it's just like it just short circuits our brain 
But mm. our mm. Papa is that big. And then I believe the more that we can just experience him loving us and then you know even touching that woundedness in our hearts when we were little you know the little boy that needs need, just needs to be loved or the little girl that just needs a father to affirm her i believe that life you know i mean it's it begins to make more sense not in an intellectual way but papa's carrying us through it i don't know how life works but you know he's he's he it's we're in his embrace and that's all that's all we need to know yeah yeah i mean just just on a very practical note um you know latterly um when i was working in the office um i mean most of you know that i stopped working as an accountant 18 months ago 19 months ago but you know in the last few years of running that business being very involved there you know i more and more found myself saying i don't know you know i would have clients coming to see me and uh, i would have phone calls and you know the whole tax system was hugely complicated and getting more and more complicated and there were times i just was like i do not know what to do <laughs> this is like this problem that this client has just brought in you know this problem is is too big I don't know. My my expertise doesn't go that far. My knowledge doesn't go that far. And I more and more found myself saying, "Father, you know." Yeah. And he would give me things. You know, he would just he would I would just get things dropped into my mind, and and I would get answers, suggestions. I would even get questions for the the client, and 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 it was like. This is, hey, my father's the best accountant in the world. <laughs> and, you know, I think I, I just really, I use that as a practical example because I want to be very practical. You know, if you get stuck, if you've got a problem, if you've got a challenge, if you've got a, a situation, ask. <laughs> ask him. Because, you know, he loves to answer. He loves to meet our needs. He loves to help us. He loves to be involved in our lives, you know, daily lives, work, family, finances, Christmas, you know, all of these things. He loves to be involved. And like I said a few moments ago, he doesn't separate, you know, our work life from our church life or whatever, you know. As far he just sees us as his children and he wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. And so I found myself in the last few years, I was, and I still do it now, but obviously very different situations. It's like, Father, what's the answer? What, mm. what do I need? You know, one of my um, one of my favourite um, authors is a uh, Canadian lady, Barry. Mm. Uh, Canadian. She writes mysteries, crime, crime novels, and her name's Louise Penny. And she writes um, detective novels, and the, the star of the book is um, Inspector Gamache. <laughs> and he has four sayings that he teaches all of the people who work for him. And he's always quoting these four things. And to me, they, they kind of really sum up a lot of what this childlike heart is like. And, um, you know, his four sayings are, I don't know. I need help. Wow. I was wrong and I'm sorry. 
Wow. And I think there are actually four incredibly powerful statements. Yeah. You know, and I, I find myself using those four statements. Like, Father, I don't know. Mm. Father, I need help. Father, I, I was wrong. Mm. You know, Father, I'm sorry. You know, and for me, they, they, they just, I just find them really powerful. Yeah. And, you know, I just encourage you to very simple four things. I don't know. I need help. I was wrong. And I'm sorry. Mm. And I think if we learn those four things and apply them in our hearts, that will, they will lead us into having a childlike heart. Wow. Well, and I think of kind of just the, really the the foundation of your own ministry in the in the name of your ministry of Second Corinthians six eighteen, the promise that God is will be a father to us, and yeah. he, that's his heart. That's what he wants. He he wants to father yeah. us in every every area of our lives and the more that we re- begin to realize that he wants to parent us in our work in our play in our hopes and our dreams and yeah the ministry stuff too but everything and you know when we're playing with our grandkids and all everything in between that he promises to be a father to us and yeah. in, in in that prophetic declaration that paul wrote and you shall be my sons and daughters declares the lord says the lord almighty yeah, it's got that seal, that stamp. Yeah. The Lord Almighty says this. Yeah. 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 And when he says it, it's a reality. He does it. He does it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, maybe maybe we could just spend a few minutes just, you know, praying and, um, you know, I mean, we could yeah. talk about, and maybe this is part one, because I think, you know, <laughs> oftentimes, you know, there's just so much... Uh, so many aspects of this practical things and you know whether mm. it's needing comfort or 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 needing yeah. direction or needing provision or all those things you know where again it comes back to i need help right yeah yeah yes you know this outstretched arms and daddy just picked me up i need help i don't know what to do yeah. and i i don't know you know maybe if you're listening to this maybe live or afterwards and you know you you're feeling kind of the the adult you know responsibility and the weight of the world that's just crushed you mm. ah, I just believe the father just wants to you know just he just wants you to just absolutely absolutely come into a, a reality of his nearness and picking yeah. you up and every taking every care away and being able to yeah. rest and Maybe, you know, you struggle with sleep and, you know, help you sleep through storms. But the Father wants to tangibly be that Father to you that you've always needed, that you needed when you were two. Mm. You know, you need that Father now as an adult, as a grown-up more than you needed, you know, when they, or just as much as when you were two or four or six or eight. And I believe even now the Father wants to, to come by His Spirit. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just pick you up. I love you. Wow. Wow. 
Father, we thank you that you're carrying us even right now. Would you just awaken in each one of us the awareness of your nearness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the revelation of your eternal affection for mm-hmm. us. Wow. That we can cast every care yeah. onto you because you care for us. Father, help us to want to do things differently. Help us to want to live differently. That we would take time in our hearts to stop and turn right around. Yes, Lord. And in one sense, the future for all of us is uncertain. But in another sense, it's completely certain because we can run into your open waiting arms and it's as we run into your open waiting arms we feel totally safe yeah and whatever comes at us we know that you're carrying us through yeah and that's the most secure safe place for us to be and that even in an uncertain world we can have absolute certainty if we rest in your arms. Yes, Lord. Thank you that you're always faithful. You're always good. Yeah. You're always loving. Thank you that you're always near. You're always close by. Mm. We can always find you because you're always there to be found. Thank you, Father. Yahweh, we just ask that you would take us by the hand mm-hmm. and you would lead us in that turnaround. <laughs> yeah. That we would, we would be able to come to a place where we stop mm. the insanity of trying to carry the weight of the world on our own shoulders. Yeah. We were yeah. never designed for that. Mm. We were designed for a perfect garden. Yeah. To walk in the cool of the day with our dad. Yeah. And Jesus made a way for us to return to that garden. Yeah. Wow. Just being little, yeah. Abba. Just, I'm just little. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the Father loves it. <laughs> She'll show us the pathway, Abba. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Wow. I hope that was helpful. One of the things I so appreciate with Mark and I is just, 
Yeah, just kindred spirits. They make all these years, 20 years and counting. 20 years and counting and a few more to go. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for joining us. And just a reminder that we're going to have a special guest, Brent Locker, with us uh, next week. And he's just going to be, we're going to have a conversation. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I just encourage you to stay little this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks. See you next. See week. you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.